No news is good news. My weekly market review, April 2nd, 2023. The S&P 500 ended the week, month and quarter sitting almost exactly in the middle of its range over the last year. And a strange calm seems to have descended upon markets. No scary news from the banking sector last week allowed investors to focus on other things, such as earnings and economic releases, which were mostly good. Traders started the week with a smile on their faces as they learned that First Citizens Bank Shares, a North Carolina-based regional bank, had agreed to substantially take over all the assets and liabilities of collapsed Silicon Valley Bank SVB. The big economic news of the week was the release of the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index. This is the inflation reading that the Fed trusts for measuring inflationary pressures even more than the Consumer Price Index, CPI, as it believes it more closely tracks spending decisions made by U.S. consumers. And therefore, in many ways, it's a more important measure when it comes to assessing the Fed's position. The PCE index rose 0.3% last month, less than the 0.5% expectation, and well down from the 0.6% rise in January. On an annual basis, the index was up 5%, decelerating from 5.3% the month before. The important core PCE index, which excludes volatile food and energy costs, was up 0.3% last month and is now down to 4.6% year over year, below the level of short-term interest rates for the first time in a long time. These numbers were all regarded as very positive and boosted optimism that the Fed might be able to pull back on their aggressive efforts to fight inflation, with a possible pause next time out in May, or even possible rate cuts before year-end, although Fed officials continue to deny that such rate cuts are even under consideration. It should be pointed out, however, that this data does not reflect any economic slowdown or tightening of credit conditions resulting from the bank chaos of the last two or three weeks. This is the fear for the economy, a mini credit crunch for corporate America, particularly small and mid-sized firms, brought about by tighter lending controls instigated by the spooked banks themselves, but also coming down from the regulators. A brief explainer reminder of how we got here. If you're a bank like SVB, you decided to own longer maturity, 100% credit secure US Treasury bonds that you had priced on your balance sheet as if you were going to hold them till the maturity of the bond. The fact that the current resale market prices of these bonds had dramatically fallen in value as interest rates have moved back higher didn't really matter to you if you were going to hold on to them for their entire duration, as was the original plan, since you weren't going to be selling them at that current price. If you aren't selling them, why would you care what the going price is for these bonds? Until suddenly, your customers are pulling their deposits out for a variety of reasons, ranging from the implosion of crypto, newly expensive borrowing costs, VC money drying up, margin calls, on huge losing stock positions in tech and growth stocks, whatever it may be. And the only way to have enough money to fulfill these withdrawal obligations is to actually sell those bond positions in advance of their maturity, something you never planned to do. And all of a sudden, that much lower current price for these assets really does matter. 
You're now losing millions upon millions of dollars in hours and days versus what your accountants valued the assets at, as those previously unconcerning paper losses suddenly became real losses. The rest of your customers see what's happening and self-preservation takes over and they pull their deposits too. And so the death spiral begins. The reason the market responded so well to the simple fact that things didn't get noticeably worse in the banking sector last week is because it is really, really, really important that First Republic and any of the other at-risk regional banks like PacWest Bank, Comerica and Zion's Bank Corporation do not fail or become forcibly absorbed by a big box bank. If that happens, contagion will be confirmed and all bets are off. And then, where would the next problems become apparent? Keep half an eye on commercial real estate if that happens. In fact, come to think of it, keep half an eye on commercial real estate anyhow. But a sense began to emerge last week that perhaps that bullet might have been dodged with no further meaningfully damaging news coming out of the sector. The Trump circus is being completely ignored by markets and will continue to be unless something highly dramatic comes out of left field, which of course cannot be ruled out. The short-term major market focus is, in order, one, is there an extended banking crisis? Two, will the Fed cut rates before year-end? Three, will there be a recession? Four, what's happening to inflation? Last week, the market responses felt like banking crisis? We increasingly think probably not. Rate cuts? The Fed says no, we think yes. Recession? Maybe, maybe not. But even if there is one, it might be mild and short. Inflation? It may be sticky in parts, but it is generally moving steadily lower. These sentiments can change very fast from week to week, obviously. But by Friday, they had contributed to a positive end to the day, week, month and quarter. I'll be publishing my quarterly market review sometime this coming week.